Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages. When you are a leader everywhere, except with your wife. I talk to a lot of guys that feel this way. Like, man, you know, Mike, I, I'm, I'm great at my job. I feel like I'm a leader there. I'm a leader in the community. I'm a leader at church. But when it comes home, I just like my wife wants to be more of a leader. I don't really know how. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. I really don't feel like a leader at home. Um, so we're going to talk about why that happens today and what you can do about it. Now you can really step into that leadership role inside the home and with your wife. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high-achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins from the guys that are in my Strong Men, Strong Marriages program. So guys, a big win this week. A guy just, you know, his wife and he, they were going to divorce. They called it off. They called the divorce off with their lawyers. So awesome. Now they're working together. They're moving in back together. It's just so fun to watch. Uh, he's worked so hard and so proud of him. Um, guys are managing difficult conversations around money and kids and all that really expertly where these used to turn into big blowups and fighting guys, they're managing it like pros. Right. And, you know, talking about leadership, you know, the Shelmy took that leadership role and he took ownership of his emotions instead of giving in and turning it into a fight. And I invited his wife to do the same. And now she's doing it, right? That's what leadership is. You start doing the right thing, you invite your wife to follow. Guys are having increased physical intimacy. One gentleman shared with me that he had the best love making of his life in this past week. Um, another gentleman shared a great win. This was a text from his wife. His wife texted him, hi, I just want to say, I'm really proud of you. You're taking such awesome action and all of us see a difference. So, so cool. I love seeing that. You know, a lot of guys are kind of worried about joining the program. I don't know about I don't know how I was going to think, um, but these are the responses that wives have. You know, they see these changes, they're, they're grateful for them. So um, yeah, the gentleman shared, this is a text I received from my wife today. It felt really good and gave me more motivation to continue on learning and become great. First time in months I've gotten a text like this. So cool. So for me, you know, I've had more of a focus on building the kids up. You know, I've been realizing that I get a little too hard on them and, um, it's been good to just reflect on, you know, how I can do more about building them up. So, and that's translated into a better relationship with my wife too, because that's one of her concerns is that I'm too hard on the kids, which I have been. Uh, so folks on building them up has been a big, a big help for our marriage too. So coming back to today's topic. So you're, you're this well-respected leader at work. You know, you're a business owner, you're a professional. People will call you doctor, boss, all of that. You know, people rely on you to make decisions uh, and you're good at it. You know, you, you do a good job making those decisions. You have a good education. You've gone through a lot. Um, you're well-respected. You're liked, you know, in the community, at church. They, you know, a lot of guys, they're, they're teachers or they're like ministers, at, uh, like they're leading like a men's ministry at their church. And they come to me like, Hey Mike, you know, I'm leading this ministry, but I've got all these problems too. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's not that you're a fraud cause you're doing that. We all need help. We all need outside perspective to, you know, uh, achieve more. Me too. You know, I go and get outside perspective and help to, cause I can't see my own issues either. So, 
again, you're, you're doing a great job as a leader outside the home, at church, at work, all of that. But when it comes to home, you're, you're having a hard time taking the lead. Okay. You, you walk on eggshells. It's hard for you to really say what you think. You're worried about your wife's reactions and your wife maybe is complaining. Like you're one of the kids that she has to do everything. You know, she wants you to take more initiative. So what, what will happen sometimes though, is guys, they'll try to take on that leadership role, but then your efforts get criticized. So, you know, you, you're like, Hey, we need to do better with money. And your wife's like, Oh, you know, doesn't want to have that conversation. Or you're like, Hey, I want to have sex more often. And your wife's like, I don't want you to touch me right now. Uh, or you say, Hey, I think we should do this with in-laws. And then your wife's like, well, you know, that, that I don't like that. And then or with religion, hey, I think we, we should do this or let's do a, a scripture or something. And then your wife kind of backs away and then you just stop. So maybe it's not even criticism, but it's just like not as much, um, uh, like they don't get behind you as much as maybe you think they might or should. Or with housework, hey, let's let's divvy up the responsibilities this way. And your wife's like, oh, I already do a lot. And then you just back down. Okay. So this happens a lot. Okay, guys will be like, okay, like I'm going to take more of that leadership role. Then they get a little bit of pushback and then they just back down. And that's not really being a leader, but it is what happens a lot. Okay. So, or guys will overpromise and underdeliver. Okay. They'll be like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. You know, let me, uh, your wife's like, man, I feel kind of alone with housework. Like, okay, let me do all this stuff. Let me do more with parenting. And then you don't. And that leaves your wife feeling like, man, I can't trust this guy. I have to do it all myself. You know, one of the early guys that came into the program, his wife was basically like, I don't even need my husband anymore because I can't rely on him to do anything that he says he's going to do. So I have to just kind of operate independently. And that's another way that you can, you know, step into this low leadership at home where your wife kind of manages everything and you kind of step out and you're not that involved. And so you lose your wife's trust and that's not attractive and um, not being a leader. (laughs) So, but why does this happen? Why is it that you can be a strong leader in all these other places, but when it comes with your wife, you you just can't, or it's hard for you, or you're, you're running into these problems where you can't, or you're not stepping into that leadership role. Not that you can't, because you can. So David Chenard, she's a famous researcher, one of the guys I follow a lot. Um, He says that our, our spouse's opinion becomes increasingly important to us over time. So if you've been married a long time, first of all, your wife's opinion is going to be more important to you anyway, because ideally that's the most important relationship that you have. And so her, what she thinks of you, how she views you, it is important and it becomes increasingly important as you are married longer. So what happens then is when we start to learn what our wife likes, we try to do more of that. And when we learn what she doesn't like, we try to avoid that. So this is just what happens. Okay. In the, in one of his books, he gives this example of the couple that's been married a long time, sits at the meal and just, you know, um, doesn't talk to each other. And that's one of the ways you can tell that they've been married a long time. And some people will say, well, that's because they've already said everything they can say to each other. But his argument is actually they're just hiding all the stuff that they know will upset the other person. <laughs> and if, if you think about it, you know, that's true. And you know that this is a big part of why you're not stepping into the, leader, into the leadership role, because you know, your wife might not respond quite how you're hoping. The problem is, is that being a leader? 
If you won't take a stand that's unpopular, is that being a leader? Or to put the unpopular is one way to put it, but another way to put it is if you won't take a stand that your wife might not agree with, how is that being a leader? It's, it's not. Being a leader means you're doing something other people are not doing, okay? or you're suggesting something that is different. Okay, That's what being a leader means. So what that requires you know, is you being able to um, say something she might not like, suggest something she might not like, do something she might not like. Okay, that's what it requires. Now, the other reason, though, that you might be kind of not as much of a leader at home is maybe you saw this modeled in your own home. Maybe your your mom was a little bit more the person in charge and your dad kind of went along with it and you're just kind of used to that. Your, your dad was more of that happy wife, happy life mindset. And, you know, that's just what you saw. So you kind of modeled it naturally. Okay, that's another reason you might not be as much of a leader at home. Where at work or these other places, you know, you saw models of people that were good leaders. And so it's easier to step into that because you can say, oh, I can just do what my, be kind of like my pastor or be kind of like my, my old boss or be kind of like my work mentor. Um, you know, that's another reason why it can be harder to step into that leadership role at home because you didn't see it versus, you know, seeing it somewhere else. The other thing is that this concept of putting someone before yourself, self-sacrifice, you know, everybody before me, it's definitely taught in Christian churches. Um, I think in a way that's problematic and people take it too far because they won't stand up for themselves. And Jesus really did stand up for himself. He was willing to have conflict. He was willing to do things people didn't like that were right. But we kind of go too far in this service thing of, well, I have to do happy wife, happy life. Being a good husband means I do everything my wife wants, no matter the cost to me. That's what true love is. And if you resonate with that, it sounds noble. It sounds good. But what it turns into is you not really liking your marriage and starting to resent your wife and her complain that you're not a leader. That's what it creates long-term. So again, by their fruits, you'll know it. So if that idea, oh, put myself last, self-sacrifice, yeah, that's that's what I want. You know, if that's not creating the kind of marriage that you want, then that mindset is not the right one for you, okay? If you have that mindset, it is creating the marriage you want, great. But from my experience personally and professionally, when I see guys subscribe to this happy wife, happy life mindset, it does not work. It just creates resentment and their wife complaining that her husband's not a leader. So yeah, it never quite gets to happy life. Yeah, it's happy wife. Let me try to make my wife happy, happy, happy. Someday I'm going to be happy too, but that's not how it works. It doesn't work that way. So what do you need to do instead? If you want to be a, a leader at home, a leader with your wife. So at work, church, and in the community, again, you're willing to make those unpopular decisions when you know they're right. So Again, it's not just that you're being a jerk all the time. It's that, you know, you have a direction for the company and you just decide and you go, you know, or you, you know, in the community, you want to do this project and some people might not agree, but this is the way you want to go with it. And so you do it or with church, you know, I want to teach the lesson this way. And so you do it, right? You don't take a poll and say, Hey guys, how should I teach this lesson this week? You know, and then you get 50 different opinions and, and don't do anything like that's what a poor leader does. Now, you know, a good teacher, they might get some feedback sometimes, sure, but they end up making the decision, right? It's not 
you know, they're taking the lead. Okay. So one of the gentlemen that I worked with uh, was a business owner and he had the kind of the same issue where he felt like, you know, the people at work knew him better than his wife because he didn't really share himself with his wife very much again, because of this, because he was worried about upsetting her. He was worried about being rejected, all of that. So what he told me is that, you know, the people at work, what they said about him was people may not like what I have to say, but they respect it. And they know that I'll run through a wall for them. And so he had really high, um, you know, people really liked working for him. They, they stay at his company again, not because he bends over backwards all the time to make them happy, but because he has a direction, he's willing to give feedback and also balances that with love for them. Okay. And that's really the key. Um, because some experts and things they'll tell you, oh yeah, you got to be tough. You know, just tell your wife, if you're not going to do this, I'm going to divorce you. And look, it kind of works because it creates this fear, but it doesn't create intimacy because she won't now share anything with you because she's worried you're going to flip out or leave or whatever. Right. Um, you balance it. You balance you being that strong leader with caring for her. Okay. So being a leader with your wife, it means saying and doing things that might upset her, but that are right. So that might be setting boundaries with money or with in-laws or with parenting or religion, right? It might be you practicing your religion the way that you want, even if your wife doesn't agree. It might be addressing some issues in parenting that need to be addressed. It might be, you know, addressing money in a way that needs to be addressed. So you're not spending too much. So those are some examples of you taking that leadership role. Okay. This is how I want things to go with parenting. This is how I want to do it. And again, your wife might come back and say, well, I don't want to do it that way, but that's your opportunity to not back down and say, well, whenever I try to be a leader, you don't, you don't follow. And so, you know, I give up, you know, that's being weak. That's what a lot of guys will do. So instead you take that feedback, right? And you say, well, you know, I think we should have the curfew be 11 o'clock for the kids. And your wife's like, that's too late. I think it should be 10. So a non-leader will say something like, okay, fine, honey, whatever you want. You know, I was trying to be a leader. No, I'm not. And then she's like, man, you're such a baby. Why are you acting like that? So instead you're like, okay, first of all, making that request in a better way. Here's why I think 11 o'clock is better. You know, they're this old, they're 17 now. They need some more responsibility. I think he's done a good job keeping curfew so far. I think we should reward it. So when you give a reason why a lot of times that will get in agreement and that is being a leader expressing reasons why for things. And that's that balance too, of being a jerk versus being a good leader. Like being a good leader means you make decisions and you also explain your reasoning to people, especially like your wife's your partner in this. Um, so you definitely want to explain things to her versus a jerk just being, we're doing this way and deal with it. You know, unfortunately I've taken that way with the kids a lot and with little kids, it's probably good to do that, but older kids, yeah, explaining your reasons helps. And then if they don't agree with kids, you just do it anyway. But with your wife, you want to try to find some balance, find a win-win. Okay, so here's what I think. Here's why. Okay, now what do you think? Let me understand. Well, I think 10 o'clock because this and this and this. Okay, well, you know, maybe we work towards maybe 1030 is fair, right? It represents both of us instead of just one of us. So that's what it looks like to be a leader, right? You bring the issue to the table you express why you think what you think, but then you're also open to what she thinks. And then you're working towards a win-win. That's being a leader. Okay? That's what we're stepping into. Okay. 
So again, you don't want to come in and say, Hey, it's 11 o'clock and I don't care what you say. And I'm going to do that. And you know, you're going to be the bad guy if you don't follow me. Right. That creates this marriage where it, it's fear, you know, or irritation or whatever. Or again, the example I gave, okay, yeah, you spent too much money. I'm leaving you. Okay. Yeah. That might make her stop spending money, but now she's just kind of scared of you and that's not going to create intimacy. It's not mature. It's really not. It's not Christ-like for sure. You got to balance love and care for your wife with love and care for yourself. Okay. It's love your neighbor as yourself. Love your wife equally to yourself. Okay. And so again, a big part of this is communicating well, bringing things to the table, explaining why, okay, getting her feedback, getting to those win-wins. That's really the process that we go through. And this is what we teach in the program. How do you find that balance? So this is strong and attractive, and it's also Christ-like. Not like you're going to find in some of these other, like, you know, dating advice things. Oh yeah, just, you know, be a jerk, basically. Um, That doesn't work long-term. It doesn't create an intimate marriage long-term. So love yourself, express yourself, be the leader and listen to her and get to something that works for both of you. That's what creates a marriage that works long-term. So to do this, there's some skills you need to develop. So for one, you need self-worth to be able to stand up for yourself and express what you want clearly to her and not worry, not overly worry about her emotional reaction. You know, be willing to say something she might not like. Okay. That requires self-validated intimacy. Instead of you needing her to agree before you share something, you share it anyway, even if she doesn't agree. So you also need communication skills. How do I express myself well in this situation? How do I ask for what I want? How do I set appropriate boundaries? You need a really good ability to ask for what you want, like we talked about, but also to understand her side, express yourself well, get to these win-win agreements. It's more than anything else. That's what you need to do. Okay. But it requires all these other things, right? You've got to have enough self-worth to ask for what you want. You have to have the communication skills to ask for it effectively. You have to be able to listen and get to win-wins. Okay. But when you do that, you create trust, you create mentally emotional intimacy, you create a great marriage, one where you both feel like you're winning. And that's sexually attractive to your wife to be that leader. Again, watch any romantic comedy, especially if there's two guys, one guy that's like a nice guy and one guy that's a more of a quote unquote bad boy. So the guy that just always trying to make his wife happy, he always gets looked over. The guy that is willing to challenge the woman, yeah, you know, he is chosen, but also watch carefully because what happens is that that kind of bad boy, eventually he finds this balance, right? Where he does respect her also, and he respects himself. And that's like, that's when they have that moment of connection. Okay. So you can learn all these skills, have that self-worth, have those communication skills, be able to get to win-wins where you both feel like you're winning in your marriage and creating that fun intimacy and sexuality that makes marriage special. Come and join us in Strong Men, Strong Marriages. So come apply to join. Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com or click the link in the show notes. You'll fill out an application. We'll review it and get back to you with your best next steps. All right. Stay strong, men. Again, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Fill out that application. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, 
Visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.